Wicking Vicar is known for making high-quality, comfortable clerical shirts that make great gifts for pastors. But did you know Wicking Vicar also has great gifts for your little Lutherans? Just in time for Advent, you can get a wooden Advent wreath playset to help kids learn about Christ's incarnation. You can also pick up a wooden baptismal candle playset to celebrate your kid's baptismal birthday and teach them to sing, God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. Visit wickingvicar.com to see these gifts. That's W-I-C-K-I-N-G-V-I-C-A-R dot com. Listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. We get to celebrate Thanksgiving mm. in style. I believe this podcast is dropping the week before Thanksgiving. I so didn't delicious. look at my calendar mm. before I shut my computer, but pretty sure that's when it's dropping. I could be wrong. Anyway, we get a Thanksgiving trivia today. And I am very excited about this. Because I accidentally started researching what was potentially answers for my <laughs> Sarah's brain is the only one not clouded by sugar coma also, from our previous episode <laughs> that we just finished recording. Yeah, I have so. not had Unfair. sugar bombs. So <laughs> sugar bombs away, baby. She did research and she's alert. I, it, was, it was accidental. I was I started reading stuff for the podcast for next week and I was like, wait a second, Rachel's doing trivia. I should not be reading all of this. It really what? is fascinating though, the history of of Thanksgiving, I had, a, I had a lot of fun. I uh, A lot of this research was done sort of at the last minute because I forgot we were recording this today. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have easily spent three or four times as much time as I did following rabbit trail after rabbit trail after rabbit trail. So we may have to do another Thanksgiving trivia challenge at some point because <laughs> there is a practical okay. value to this. Listen to this podcast episode and you will have a trove of fun tidbits to drag out when the conversation gets gets draggy yeah. at your Thanksgiving or just really dinner. Awkward and you want to <laughs> yeah. redirect it. Yes. Well, guess what? People start talking politics oh, or man. whatever. You can be like, "Hey, did you know?" Fill in the blank. I won't spoil yes. anything. So okay. Awesome. Yeah, I'm here for you. I understand. I've got you. Thank you for bringing the practical, <laughs> uh-huh. the practical yes. tools for living a, a good life. Yes, trivia can be useful sometimes. It's true. Mm-hmm. I wish my blood sugar wasn't 500. <laughs> no! <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That'll just make this extra fun. Just kidding. Oh, boy. I love Thanksgiving. My mouth starts watering for Thanksgiving dinner about two months ahead of time. Like, if we could just yes. skip mm-hmm. Halloween and I'd have okay like mm-hmm. an extra few weeks of preparing for Thanksgiving, that would be fine for me because I really, yeah. really enjoy this holiday. Yeah. So it was fun to dig into some of the past and present of it. Are you guys ready? Yes. Let's do it. Born ready. Yeah. So okay. Excited. So we just celebrated Reformation. And mm-hmm. actually this year on the podcast, we went over to the English Reformation with Catherine mm-hmm. Parr, which is appropriate for today's trivia challenge because... The original English days, that is plural, of Thanksgiving did arise directly as the result of the English Reformation. Can you tell me why? What is the connection between Thanksgiving and the English Reformation? This is the part I accidentally researched. It's not a connection between American Thanksgiving. It's just the connection between the English days of Thanksgiving and the English Reformation. Is uh, that actually, correct? American Thanksgiving is a grandchild of the English Reformation. Okay. okay. Um, being thankful for not mm. being oppressed by the Anglican Church. <laughs> <laughs> not Anglican Church, Roman Church. <laughs> Whatever freedom of religion <laughs> in America. I got nothing better than that. I'd, yeah. All right, Sarah, what do you got? I don't remember the exact specifics, but it did have something to do with the fact that they had just split from the Catholic Church and there was that. there was something to do with uh, harvest stuff being connected to the Catholic Church, but that's all I remember. Okay, so... Not, he doesn't get credit for I that. I don't get credit for that's that. That's a bad answer. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> Zero points. 
Like my answer made any sense. I'm like, that made no sense. So it was, okay, so what what did they lose? I'll, I'll give you a little, what did they lose when they when they broke from the Catholic Church? And what did, especially as the Puritans became more dominant, because of course you had the, the more high church Anglicans and the more Puritan Anglicans who wanted to purify Catholic practices from the church. One of the things that got purified were the 95 church holidays that had been celebrated under the Roman Catholic Church. That's not counting Sundays. Ah, yeah. Okay. All of those saints' days gone. <laughs> and okay. so even people who are really committed to the to to the Reformation faith, if you have ninety five free days off of work, mm. and suddenly uh. those are taken away from you. <laughs> Wow. Mm. I mean, mm. just imagine you wake up tomorrow and all your Saturdays are gone. No. Yeah. <laughs> so there was seeing this this need because nature abhors a vacuum. If you take away a bunch of religious holidays, you're going to replace it with other holidays. We've seen this actually in our own culture. Yeah. Yep. And so the Puritans replaced a lot of those Catholic feasts with Days of Thanksgiving in response to events that Puritans viewed as acts of special providence. Okay. Mm. So, for example, a day of Thanksgiving was called following the English victory over the Spanish Armada in 1588, or when Queen Anne was delivered in 1605. So, you know, you've got this, oh, this great thing happened. Impromptu holiday, day of Thanksgiving. Everyone stop what you're doing and give thanks. Okay. So this filled this filled a need. That's okay. a connection. Yeah. Days of Thanksgiving. Of course, you know, people gave thanks long before the Reformation, but there was this special need after they got rid of all those saints' days for something mm-hmm. special. They that also the Puritans, going on to question two, there was a corresponding and complementary holiday to those Puritan days of Thanksgiving that they celebrated on a grand scale and we do not celebrate today. So what did Puritans have on the flip side of their Thanksgiving coin that we no longer generally celebrate? Penance. I'll give it to you, actually. (laughs) Yes. Well, if you can call a day of Thanksgiving, you can call a day of... You're welcome, Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, well, actually, it's fasting. Fasting. Oh, right. So... You know, the queen had a baby. Let's have a day, a national day of Thanksgiving. We defeated the Spanish Armada. Let's have a national day of Thanksgiving. We've got a plague going on. Let's mm. not have a day of Thanksgiving. Let's have a nationwide day of fasting and prayer. Uh, oh, drought in 1611. No. Floods in 1613. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Days of Thanksgiving and also days of fasting. And, of course, we love the day of Thanksgiving. And we don't. Generally, if we do fast, it tends to be an individual affair. I, I cannot imagine a scenario in which the president would say, "Nope, we are seeing record inflation." Everybody, I declare next Thursday a day of fasting and prayer for the whole nation. I'll see you on the White House lawn. You know Elbow that is not happen. That would not happen. <laughs> Interesting thing. Uh huh. Some of these days of Thanksgiving were repeated. More than once. Usually they were one-offs, but occasionally they were repeated and became annual things, including one notable British holiday. So which beloved British holiday originally started as one of these national days of Thanksgiving? Something good happened to the whole nation, or should I say, a crisis was averted. They declared a day of Thanksgiving and it became a national holiday that is not remembered today as a Thanksgiving day. I don't know British holidays. Is it VE Day? Oh. Nope. Earlier. Yeah. Okay. What kind of time frame? <laughs> uh, late in the year. No, like Boxing Era. Day. Let's just say we remember, <laughs> remember it. Oh, the 5th of November. Guy Fox Day. Fox Day. Yeah. Yes. Oh. So in 1606, following the failure of the gunpowder plot, a day of Thanksgiving was declared that then became an annual tradition that carries on to this day. Oh. See, Boxing Day carries on to this day. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Boxing Day does. 
I did not look up the history of Boxing Day, though, so I can't tell you whether that's correct or not. It's the day after Christmas. Why? It's when you box up gifts for the poor and for any uh, people who serve you. I thought it was punching people. No, no, no. No, I'm not a boxer. No, I did for many years. Exactly. (laughs) I get it. Okay, Okay, I think it's time that we head over to America because this is where we live and this is where we celebrate Thanksgiving. Stand the Mayflower, everyone. We're going. (laughs) Hop on the Mayflower. We're going over to America. When and where was the first day of Thanksgiving in the English colonies celebrated? Oh, wait. What was the question? Is this a trick question? When and where? When and where? The first day of Thanksgiving in the English colonies, approximately. It was Plymouth, wasn't it? Mm, I feel like that's a trick question. It was in Croatoa or whatever. No. What? No, wait, what? never mind. Croatoa. That was the same James <laughs> colony where they all disappeared or something. I don't know what's happening right I don't now. Either. Um <laughs> Rachel's face. <laughs> it was I'd definitely sixteen something, right? Twenty six. Plymouth man, Massachusetts. In sixteen Seventy-five. Five. Five. Okay, just give me a where. We'll we'll drop the when. Uh, (laughs) The not right with the Plymouth. Wait, Plymouth isn't right. Uh, Northeastern. I I was just trying to to keep you guys from arguing over dates. (laughs) Plymouth. Plymouth. I'm going with Plymouth. Virginia. No. Oh. Well, that's where Croatoa was, isn't it? <laughs> Roanoke Colony, Brie. Oh, that's the right. Right. Yes. Yes. Croatan yes. people. Yes. <laughs> yes. You never heard that story? No. Oh, my God. This colony of Roanoke. It's really fun. But no, Virginia, actually. So remember oh. how Thanksgiving, days of Thanksgiving were, were not all that unusual. They were yeah. just a regular, yay, we had a great day. Let's Let's take a day to celebrate and thank the Lord. Seems nice. So the Seems, annual yeah. Thanksgiving holiday tradition, and there's some debate, like scholars and historians and, and internet people like to yell about when and where the first Thanksgiving was. What? However, in 1619, in what is now the Commonwealth of Virginia, 38 English, 1619, okay. 38 English settlers aboard the ship Margaret arrived up the James River into Charles City County, Virginia, on December 4th, 1619. And the landing was immediately followed by a religious celebration as specifically dictated by their charter from the London Company. So the charter mandated that the day of our ship's arrival at the place assigned for plantation in the land of Virginia shall be yearly and perpetually kept holy as a day of thanksgiving to Almighty God. Wow. Mm. Like that was just written into their charter. Which is really yeah. cool, and Let's I believe there are there is a there is a place in Virginia where they do still keep that tradition of celebrating a Thanksgiving mm. a day of Thanksgiving on December fourth. So interesting, yeah. Mm. But yes, normally we think of Plymouth. So all right, all right, we will go up to Massachusetts, where yes. the, all of those pilgrims and Indians or Puritans and Wampanoags got together for a big old feast in 1621. Mm. And one. We like, we really like to talk food on this show. So I will ask you, this is sort of an open-ended question. Um, there are multiple right answers. There are also multiple wrong answers. So good luck. If you were to plan your menu to match this particular famous feast of Thanksgiving, what would you put on it? What are you serving if you want to have a, an authentic, authentic Thanksgiving feast? Oysters. Ooh, Good. Yeah. I'll give you a point for oysters. Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Was there actually turkey? You know, some people say there wasn't actually turkey, but I have a quote here from William Bradford, who was the oh. colony's governor, and he said that our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling so that we might, after a special manner, rejoice together. After we had gathered the fruits of our labors, they four in one day killed as much fowl as, with a little help beside, served the company almost a week. So we don't know exactly what fowl they killed. Uh, pheasant, could maybe. A turkey could, could have been. been. A Wild turkey were certainly a, a possibility. Yeah. Canada geese, maybe. I don't know. Just yeah. wild yeah. fowl. So sure, uh-huh. I'll give you. Okay. I'll give you wild turkey, not okay. domestic turkey. Okay. Generic fowl. Generic. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Um, 
say sweet potatoes? Uh, no. No. Nope. Dang it, Ta. Corn? Corn, yes. I'll give you corn. Corn. But not the way you think. Think corn uh, mush. Ooh. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, not corn on the cob. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Boiled and pounded into Interesting. mush. Yes. They didn't have cor- they didn't have sweet corn like that's been yeah. developed. And they also ones. wouldn't have had a way yeah. to keep sweet corn. They would have they would have dried it yeah. in the field yeah. and used it as a it grain, like, not as a vegetable. Like a uh, yeah. or porridge. Yeah. What they eat in in Africa. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. different names for it, or but like it's hominy. basically made more like feed corn. Yeah. Hominy. Mm-hmm. Um, nice pozole. Mm. Green okay. beans. Um, <laughs> beans, possibly. Yeah, what about like gourds of some sort? Oh, gourds. Yeah, pumpkins oh, and other squashes. Gourds. But um, not what? Stovetop stuffing. Well, not. How how would they have served their pumpkins? Not as a pie. Not as, as a pie. Sweet. You're quite yeah, right. Even though pies were very popular in England, at this stage, they would have probably run out of most of their provisions, including all of their sugar, most of their flour, and probably yeah. all of their butter. So there would have been no pie crust. They might have made sort of a pumpkin custard, um, Mm, which would have been pretty tasty if you, Mm -hmm. it would not have been very sweet though. Unless they found some honey. Unless they Mm -hmm. found some honey. Yeah. They found a hive. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. I don't don't know what else. They might have had cranberries, but Mm. probably cranberry sauce. Mm -hmm. So imagine your cranberries with no sugar. Because again, no sugar. It's like punch in the mouth, right uh-huh. in the mouth, right in the teeth. <laughs> so, yes, if you want to have an authentic, oh, there's one more ingredient that they would have had Ooh. because their guests, the Wampanoags, arrived with a gift of five deer. Oh, oh venison. We know nice. that there was venison served. So if you want to have an authentic, authentic Pilgrim Deer and Indian, and you want, mm-hmm. yep, you're going to have some sort of wild fowl. You're going to have venison. You're going to have corn mush, possibly onions, beans, spinach, mm. cabbage, maybe some peas. You're going to have mussels and some others, a lot of seafood, maybe even a lobster. That would be Ooh. good. Bass, clams, oysters. You're going to have pumpkins and squashes, but they are not going to be sweet. I'm sorry. And any cranberries or wild berries that you pick are also not going to be sweet. But it actually sounds like a pretty good meal. I would, I would eat that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds disgusting. <laughs> One thing you would There's not eat herbs, like you'll you'll have some like Ramps. like you'll have like yeah, it'd so be a lot more savory than sweet seasonings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's probably plenty, lots of salt and wild onions. It, I mean, mm. it'd be good. Uh, you will have no mashed potatoes though, mm. because mashed yeah. potatoes they came from South America. They made it to. Europe in about 1570. So they would have been in Europe at this point, but the Europeans were still figuring out that they were edible. And so they would mm. not have crossed back over right. to North America by this point. Yeah. So no mashed potatoes. No Sorry. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on. I'm just like, I really shouldn't talk about Thanksgiving dinner, even in I'm a so hypothetical hungry. way. Cause it makes me so hungry. I love it. Yeah. All right. So, Of course, there were lots of days of Thanksgiving, but the first time we had a a national day of Thanksgiving was when President George Washington famously declared it on November 26th, 1989. That's not right. Not 1989. 1789. Typo. Thank you. I was three years old. President George Washington famously, so famously that everyone caught this immediately, declared the first <laughs> National Day of Thanksgiving on November 26, 1789. Uh, okay. He proclaimed that date, quote, as a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many and signal favors of Almighty God. In that same proclamation, he also called on all Americans to do something special on that day. What was it? Eat pie. Buy war bonds. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) Um, Do something special? Uh Uh-huh. I don't. 
play a game with their family. Okay. No. (laughs) (laughs) He called on Americans to, quote, unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions. Yes. Oh, that's okay. a good idea. Called Cleanse on all country. Americans to repent of their sins. Wow. Could you yeah. imagine? Individual and national. Huh. Wow. I, I know. can't only imagine. I cannot imagine <laughs> President Biden standing up and being like, this day of Thanksgiving, I want us all to get on our knees and beg God's forgiveness for our many sins. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I can't over remember well. any president. I don't think a, a president in the last twenty-five yeah. years would do that. No, no. But President Washington did. Yes, he did. Okay, it's so let's time. let's hmm. talk now about the date of Thanksgiving because yes. Thanksgiving is a very movable feast, and of course, yes. those early you know English and Puritan days of Thanksgiving, they were just you know hauled out as needed. How exactly then did Washington settle on late November for his day of national Thanksgiving? It was not random. There was a specific event that meant a lot to him personally that had taken place several years before that Americans were celebrating and in some place still regionally celebrate today. Okay. So what happened towards the end of November, a few years before that Washington was particularly thankful for? The crossing of the Potomac. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else? Wasn't that um, like in the winter? I feel like it was a the yeah, painting. The painting is is, makes me feel cold when was I look it at that? it. The crossing of the Delaware took place right before Christmas. Ah, the Delaware. <laughs> that was my <laughs> fooled me. Honestly. Okay, you, keep going. Keep can you give a year? Would is that will will that give that away? Seventeen eighty. Three was the year in which this event took place. Was it a nas- It was a national event. It's a very small nation. Was it Martha's fortieth so. birthday? Oh. Uh, no, I think she was a little older than that by then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love Martha Washington. She would have. She would have fit right in in the lounge. I just got to say, did Martha mm. Washington. Did something become a state? <laughs> no. Mm. Okay, I'll I'll tell you what the day was called. And then maybe okay. you'll. It was Let's called hope. Evacuation Day. Did they escape a fire? No. Or the British? <laughs> the British? Yeah, the British were involved. Here. <laughs> November 25th in 1783 was when the British Army left New York. Oh! After the end of the American Revolutionary War. And it was sort of this like milestone of like, yeah, they're gone. We've got our country back. Um, and huh. he, because when, when Washington early in the war in 1776, when he had to abandon New York, like that stung. He spent the rest of the war basically mm-hmm. trying to figure out A, how to win and B, how to get New York back. Ah. And so this was a, this was a, a spiritual milestone. Now, evacuation day was celebrated for a long time, like over 50 years. And in, in some places wow. is still you know, remembered. And, but eventually as Thanksgiving sort of settled on this date or around this date, it, it sort of evaporated because it's just a lesser thing. Hmm. So you're reading that book about the revolutionary war, aren't you right now? Uh, not right now. No, but (laughs) I have been reading it. (laughs) (laughs) So the observance of the date of Evacuation Day was finally diminished by the Thanksgiving Day Proclamation by Abraham Lincoln. So although the date of Thanksgiving has moved around a lot over the years, Abraham Lincoln was the one who first regularized the annual observance of it, setting it for the last Thursday in November, beginning in 1863. So it has sort of stayed put since then, sort of, I say. Mm -hmm. It was moved... Once or twice more, once more by presidential decree later on. After Lincoln, it was moved by presidential decree, prompting some smart Alex to rename the day Franksgiving. <laughs> Franklin Roosevelt. Ruzy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ruzy. <laughs> so Franklin Roosevelt moved Thanksgiving. And okay. everyone hated it. Do you know <laughs> why? 
Can you guess it was why? Eleanor's 40th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the war? <laughs> nope. The war. Just the, the war. It had it had more to do with the depression. Oh. People didn't have food or money. But why would he move it? What would that, I don't know. How would that give he them moved food it. or money? Uh, that's probably a good what question. everyone everyone was like. <laughs> How did moving it give us any food or money? Thanksgiving. 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 All right, here you go. Okay. On You're not October 31st, 1939, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a presidential proclamation changing the holiday to the next to last Thursday in November, a full mm. seven days earlier, in mm-hmm. an effort to boost the economy, creating extra days for Christmas shopping. Oh! Ew. That was completely opposite. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> for you, dude. People were not in favor of the change because it really messed with everyone's holiday schedules. Mm. Well, yeah. It probably didn't help that he gave everyone like three weeks notice. <laughs> Terrible timing. It's awful. So what happened was utter chaos. Some state governors went along with it. Others stuck with the original date. And three states, Colorado, Mississippi, and Texas, had two Thanksgivings for several years afterwards. This feels very familiar. Like, why does that feel like the last year and a half? (laughs) It's like daylight savings all over again. (laughs) Wow. Finally, two years later... On Christmas, this time giving everyone like 11 months to prepare, December 26, 1941, he signed a joint resolution of Congress changing the official National Thanksgiving Day to the fourth Thursday in November, starting in 1942. So his presidential decree started so much chaos that he then took it to Congress. And by the way, this Thanksgiving declaration that sorted out all this mess happened like three weeks after Pearl Harbor. Yeah, I yeah. Was there was a that. lot going on there, but somehow Congress was like, "We're going to come back on Boxing Day like, to give people uh, something to look forward to and yeah. sort out this Thanksgiving mess." Oh, Thanksgiving forward yeah. a week, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. This is just a war going on. It's no big deal. It's just the war. Just the mm-hmm. war. It'll all be wrapped up by then, <laughs> the, so you can have this war? to look forward to. Yeah, typical. <laughs> right? Yeah. Boy. Hmm. Okay. okay. So this has all been very American. Yes. <laughs> because Thanksgiving is an American holiday. It has its roots in the English Reformation, but the British do not now celebrate a day of Thanksgiving every year as we do in the in the US. Indeed, there are only 5 countries that have a national holiday that they call Thanksgiving. Hmm. Can you guess any of the five? Canada. Canada. United States. There you go. (laughs) Low-hanging fruit. Yes, the United States and Canada are two of the five, so points all around. Australia. Hmm. No. Mexico? No. Germany? No. France? No. No, you know what? It's probably some, like, uh, Nordic land does it, because that's the most happy and thankful. Oh. (laughs) Russia? No. China? No. Uh, Greece. See if we can narrow down a continent. Yeah, okay, let's start there. How about South America? No. Wow. Europe? Africa. Hang on, Googling. One of these. (laughs) Egypt. It only leaves us Asia. All right, Philippines? Yes. There is one in Africa. One. Good golly. Okay, I was right. Yes, one in Africa, none in Asia. And it's related to the harvest, or it's just also called a National Day of Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> called a National Day of Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, okay. Kenya. No. South, South Africa? Botswana. No. I'll keep going until you guys give up. Chad. No. Nigeria. Liberia. Ah, you got one. Liberia. Yes! Which one? Because of America. Liberia. Liberia. Yeah. There's an oh, American yeah. connection there. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. So we, we so have three. Got, no, you're done in Africa. No, okay, no. But there's three. There's, we've identified three. Yeah, you've got three. You probably won't get the other two. Europe? Okay. Oh, where's where our other? Where are continents? Wait. Hold on. Hold on. I'm gonna do this. Okay. Wait. Are, we, are they all in Europe? Not in Europe. What are we missing? None in Europe. Okay. So Asia. It has to be Asia then. 
I suppose technically, I don't know. Turkey. <laughs> they're both in the Caribbean. How many Caribbean nations oh, can you? Oh, know? Dominican Republic. No. Haiti. No. Cuba. No. Jamaica. No. Colombia. No. U.S. Virgin Islands. U.S. Virgin Islands. Uh, no. Turks and Caicos. No. Grenada. Grenada. Ding. Yay! <laughs> Okay, one more. I one only more. know this from watching the Parade of Nations at the Olympics. That's the only <laughs> I watched the um, whole thing for all of the countries, and this is why. <laughs> um, U.S. minor outlying ooh. islands. Bermuda. No. Mama. Bahama. Come Bahamas? on, pretty mama. Um, Largo. Mon- Antigua. Antigua? And Barbados. And- no, oh, Barbados. Barbados. Uh, Trinidad. No. And Tobago. Oh, I'm running out of ones. It's in the Lesser Antilles. Greater Antilles. It's called. Well, let's see. What other. <laughs> What's it start with? S. Seychelles. Salomon That's... Islands. Those That's are in the Pacific, no. Sarah. No. I know. <laughs> uh, Salvador. Sands. I don't know if I know. Is Salvador we even a clearly country? do not know. No, I we don't, don't know. What about this? I don't know. It has, what a, has a thing to do sometime tonight. So, uh, so I'm going to call yes, it here and give you not, four out of five is really impressive. That is not bad. So the United States, Canada, Liberia, Granada, and St. Lucia. St. Lucia! I knew it! Tip I of my tongue. Did you know? I didn't wow. know you, but I know that's my island. <laughs> You're going to be listening to this later when you edit and you're like, oh my gosh, why did we allow ourselves to go on this long? <laughs> <laughs> random countries coming back, circling, saying them again, just in case. St. Lucia. I will never yes. forget that St. Lucia is a Caribbean <laughs> island, though. <laughs> okay. Um, 20 minutes later. <laughs> I'm getting hungry, so let's talk about food some more, shall we? Yes. Yeah. Great. I always think of Thanksgiving dinner as a meal steeped in history and tradition, but this isn't necessarily so. We've already talked about how potatoes and cranberry sauce and pie crust were later add-ons. So is one of the most popular side dishes always served at my table, family favorite, which famously joined the Thanksgiving lineup in 1955. Which side dish am I talking about? Stovetop stuffing. No. Brussels sprouts. Dang it. Brussels sprouts were not invented in 1955. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm done. Oh my gosh. Invented. Okay, so it's wait, some, wait, it's some it crazy invented? like processed convenience food. Velveeta? Yeah, it, it involves processed convenience food. Of course it does. Mm-hmm. Mac and cheese. Yeah, well, fr- I don't know. Margarine? <laughs> Aaron, you're going to get this. I believe in you. My brain Grand is done biscuits. from guessing countries. Yeah, right now I'm... 1955. Just... All I can think of are homemade things. I'm not thinking <laughs> of any of the, like, s- the store-bought items. King's Stuffing? Rolls. Um, I'll start giving you clues, and no. you will then go, oh, yes. It was brain. invented by a woman who sounds like she could have been a Lutheran lady. Dorcas Lillian Bates Riley. An American wow. chef and inventor who worked for several years in the Campbell's test kitchen, creating new <gasps> recipes. Mushroom soup. Mushrooms. Soup. What do you use mushroom soup in? Green bean casserole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Riley was called the grandmother of the green bean bake. <laughs> I yeah. love green bean casserole. I'm so hungry. All right. It was created in 1955 by Dorcas Riley at the Campbell's Soup Company. As of 2020, Campbell's estimated that it was served in 20 million Thanksgiving dinners in the United States each year. And that 40% of the company's cream of mushroom soup sales go into some version of this one dish. I believe it. That's crazy. Casserole carries the Campbell's company. Like that is their (laughs) revenue. Straight up. If it weren't for green bean casserole, cream of mushroom soup would have been pulled years ago. Years ago. (laughs) Years ago. People buy it for. Straight up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Green bean casserole may be my family's favorite side, but statistically speaking, we are in the minority. According to Parade Magazine, what is America's favorite Thanksgiving side dish? 
Sweet potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Ew, no. St- it's stuffing. It's oh, stuffing. stuffing. It is stuffing. Brie? Yeah! But, like hot stuffing or cold stuffing? Cold, I- cold, cold stuffing? Wait, wait, wait. I grew up with cold stuffing. What? Tell oh, me what I thought everybody had cold stuffing. What? Tell me this What even story? is a cold stuffing? So you make the stuffing, but then you chill it. And then you put all of your like apples and raisins into is the, it like a bread, like a bread, like a cornbread like, stuffing? It's or is it rice? No, it's it's the stuffing mix, but oh. you have apples and raisins and walnuts and stuff in it. No, yeah, but it's all due respect to your family. That is really, really unusual. Did so, you just run out of time to cook it, and so your mom's <laughs> like, I'm have it I mean, don't get me wrong. Like my family does weird stuff with with stuffing. Yeah, yeah but, but I've oh. never heard that before. Maybe I'm only remembering the leftovers because they were delicious. <laughs> no, but we chilled it. We put it in the fridge. I remember I, this. Listen, like Sarah, we totally served our stuffing hot. What are you talking about? Listen, and then I'm going to have to ask my brother. I'm standing, make it. I'm standing in solidarity with my sister Sarah Golseth, and I'm hoping that somebody out there has also eaten cold stuffing like like as part of the main as meal part of the main meal okay, so now i'm trying to remove cold stuffing by the fistful but as leftovers and you'd often make it in advance so it'd be in the fridge but then you pull it out and put it in the oven no we did not put it in the oven you serve it we did not put it in the oven it was out of the fridge i'm telling you Wow. wow. It's so, so good. That, and, okay, and nobody makes it that way. So of like I have this not. childhood memory of this stuffing <laughs> and that nobody, I can't get it anywhere except at my parents' house. And it's so sad. <laughs> okay. Well, if you find your recipe, I want to see that because apparently it's good. I, the first time I went to my, my, oh, my brain. First time I went to my husband's family's house for Thanksgiving and they had hot stuffing that didn't have any sweet stuff in it. I did not know what to do with it. I was like, what is this? You eat it. it. Personal, it's Nothing true, and I've long thought it needed to be tackled by our group. So maybe next Thanksgiving we yes. need to do a grand iron lady stew. I mean, so I I like we um, often have served two stuffings because uh-huh. let's face it, anyone under twenty one is yeah. going to want stovetop straight from the box prepared according no. to the mm-hmm. suggestion. Well, but true. I so love. Gross. Oyster stuffing is really good. Mm. Cornbread, you know, I do not like sweet stuff and stuffing, but I know lots of people that do. I live in a house divided and I grew up on a savory stuffing and my husband grew up on golden raisins and green apples. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're insane. We had in ours. We we don't stick with just one. We move around. But indeed, this is going to be a whole episode someday. Mm. So let's stay tuned. We can simply say that just like the common table prayer, stuffing is the most popular on our tables. However, which version you use may vary. Yeah. Highly up for debate. Highly contested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I will talk about stuffing any day of the week. So if anyone wants to ask me. This is going to be a great episode. I just texted my brother mm-hmm. to make sure. Oh, crazy. 12 so. months from now, you're going to love it. Oh. Please. Let's I'm let's do this. Okay. <laughs> reserve, the, reserve the studio. I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. So let's look at all that Thanksgiving food. Question 12, by the way, if you're keeping track mm. at home. No. Okay. Not keeping okay. Track. We got stuffing. We got casseroles. Gloppy casseroles. We got turkey gravy. We got gobs and gobs of potato peelings. And all of this can lead to some unintended consequences, which brings us to our next question. Oh, boy. Among whom is the day after Thanksgiving commonly known as Brown Friday? Who? And why? (laughs) Plumbers. You are correct. Because the toilets get all stuffed up with gross. (laughs) So I have a wonderful bit of writing here. And you know I know good writing. Uh From the Roto-Rooter blog. Yes! Yes. (laughs) From an article entitled, Why the Day After Thanksgiving is So Busy for Plumbers. I love it. They write, it's not a myth. The day after Thanksgiving is the busiest day of the year. For America's largest provider of plumbing, sewer, and drain services, Roto-Rooter. Think about the reasons why. The holiday is all about a big meal. When cooks get busy in the kitchen preparing a feast, lots of food and scraps end up down the kitchen drain and into the garbage disposal. Mm -hmm. Turkey drippings. It's just 
grease. Hot drippings may be in liquid form when poured down the drain, but the liquid will solidify like candle wax once it cools down inside the pipes. Rice and pasta swell when introduced to water. Worse, they'll break down into a starchy gel and clog the pipes. Toss in some poultry skin, dressing, vegetable peels, and a bone or two, and you've got a sewer or drain clog of monumental proportions. Many Thanksgiving hosts have overnight guests who take showers, baths, flush toilets, and might even do a laundry load or two. The extra strain on the plumbing system is like the proverbial last straw that breaks a camel's back. It can be a very nasty mess that threatens to ruin the holiday mood of even the most delightful host. Poetry. <laughs> I could wa- I could listen to Rachel dramatically read the Roto <laughs> at any time. Like you should do an audiobook of these. I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat. She's talking about Brown Friday, and I'm like, Ooh, tell me more. <laughs> what happens next? So yes, you may be out shopping, but your local plumber is probably doing. Some pretty nasty he's stuff. Double is what he's yes, charging. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You are married to a plumber. You can and have a little fun on your shopping trip. Know your worth, son. Just make sure you buy him a really nice present because he will have earned it. Yes, that's right. Okay, I feel like maybe we need a palate cleanser after that last question. Yeah. Mm. So let's go for something completely different and a lot more hip nerdy. Him nerdy, what? Sarah sits up. She's like, I'm awake now. Which beloved Thanksgiving hymn was originally published as a table prayer? Come Lord Jesus, be our guest. Maybe, but no, that's not the one I'm I'm thinking of here. Beloved Thanksgiving prayer was originally, beloved Thanksgiving hymn was originally a prayer. Yeah, and Sarah already got it. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now thank we all are. Now thank we all are. God goes for the next podcast. And that's, <laughs> the one that's the only one I haven't gotten to yet. Okay, so well, I won't spoil the whole thing. There's quite a story behind it. So listen to Sarah's Thanksgiving hymns episode. It will be great. <laughs> Martin Rinkhart, for what is relevant for this, is that in his Jesu Herzbuchlein in 1636, Nun danket alle appears under the title Tisch Gebetlein, table prayer. So. Hmm. Short prayer before meals. And this is another spoiler for... I, I forgot you were doing a hymn episode. It's okay. That's we're, okay. We're just overlapping. I got some trivia in mine too. <laughs> Sweet. It's all good. Bring it. <laughs> okay. We got one more hymn question because I, I just love this and I had to, had to include it. So while we are in the hymnal, let us talk about one of the newer hymn texts to join the Thanksgiving Day lineup. Which Thanksgiving fan favorite hymn... Shares a tune with a 1971 pop music hit. Ugh. What? Wait, what? Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Is it I one of the like four I... in the hymnal? Uh, it's in the stewardship section. But when uh-huh. I was hymn planning, oh. I always put this one on Thanksgiving. Uh, okay. Hang oh, on a shoot. Second. It's um, on the tip of my tongue. What? It's the morning has broken is the tune, right? Yes, it is. Well done. Da-da-da-da. I'll give you the full one. Praise and Thanksgiving. Yes, there it is. The lyrics to Praise and Thanksgiving are probably still under copyright, so we can't sing them here without permission, mm-hmm. but the tune definitely is not. Da 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 da. Um, this is the tune no. Bunasan. It is a hymn tune based on a Scotch folk melody named for a village in the Ross of Mull. Originally associated with the Christmas Carol Child in the Manger, but most anybody born, well, let's just call it like it is, any baby boomers out there will recognize this tune (laughs) from the 1971 Cat Stevens hit, Morning Has Broken. You will not see the notes for the hymn. And I, huh. I really hope that this that this hymn might be included in your episode, Sarah, because I want to know more about it. Well, I'm putting that in my notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and everyone listening, up to tune in for Sarah's next hymn sing episode. Yeah, get a little more background. I love Cat Stevens. I know that's why I'm sort of surprised you didn't know it immediately. Yeah, I don't. I know a few of his songs, mm. but he just is very. Yeah, I love him. Peace train mm-hmm. that did show up in the in the poll in the Facebook group for Thanksgiving, and hymns, that's why. So, mm-hmm. 
on the bone, the beach. Okay. (laughs) We've made it to the last question. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And it's not a silly question. It's a good question, I think. Oh, that's okay. We have lots of secular traditions surrounding Thanksgiving. We got the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the presidential turkey pardon, which I think is just ridiculous myself. Mm-hmm. Black mm-hmm. Friday is actually kind of a Thanksgiving thing. And my personal favorite would be the annual Michigan ritual of watching the Lions lose while you put away the leftovers. Yes, that's mm. mine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that this year. It's already recorded. It's already set to record. <laughs> like it's so it's so it's such a tradition at this point. We don't even care. Like if they won, it would almost spoil it. Weird. <laughs> yep. Gotta watch the lions though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they eat the turkey legs at the end. And, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> However, history reminds us that Thanksgiving is at its heart always a religious observance. After mm. all, Thanksgiving is not a day for just feeling vaguely thankful about life. Mm. To give thanks means that you are giving thanks to somebody. And I think every traditional Thanksgiving celebration has understood that it is a day for giving thanks to God. And so even though Thanksgiving is not strictly on our liturgical calendar of feasts and commemorations, I do think it's right that so many churches do host Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Eve services. And I'm also very grateful that our hymnals and agendas recognize and support that and give us readings and hymn suggestions for the day. So our final question is this. LSB, Lutheran Service Book, recommends four readings one Old Testament, two epistle readings, and a gospel reading for the Thanksgiving service. Can you name, can you suggest which scriptures any of those might be? And I'll just help you out here. Go for the gospel. It's the most obvious. What readings are we going to be hearing in our churches Uh, this year if they follow the hymnal? The lepers, where only one returned to give thanks. That's my first guess. And it's a winner. Yes. Yes! The traditional gospel reading for Thanksgiving Day is the parable, not the parable, the miracle of (laughs) the ten men with leprosy who stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Like, that's it. That's the model of how we thank God. Recognize you have done great things for us. We are Mm going to stop what we're doing, turn about, fall Mm. down, and say thank you. Mm -hmm. That's the the only right thing to do. So, hey, good job on the quiz. Was it though? <laughs> I had fun. It was oh, it was fun. Oh, it, it was, was fun. fun. I got win. 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 I don't even yes. know. Did you how many did you get more right than wrong? I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> hey, but we got four but out of five collectively, countries. Oh yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I wasn't keeping track. <laughs> quite, we a, totally quite a few of them. And <laughs> granted, the question about where the first Thanksgiving was, that was a trick question. You were quite right there. <laughs> I was looking forward to that one. And you guys very obligingly stepped into it. So good sports there. Rotoa, not an actual yeah. place. <laughs> that's such a, oh man, that's one of the, my favorite stories from American history. Mm. Like, colonization era definitely read it it's fun we there's Mm. actually uh, and i got this from my kids there's a graphic novel edition of really yeah the lost colony of roanoke so you can find that interesting Mm -hmm. all right so actually roanoke is that is croatoa we don't know what the word is oh i thought you so it's not you were accidentally saying it wrong and it's supposed to be roanoke there's a word the way that i understand it is it happened in roanoke all these people disappeared okay Oh, and there was a tree with the word Croatoa mm. carved into it. So Whoa. what probably happened was they got hungry and went and hung out with the Croatan Indians and just sort of, you know, assimilated. That's yep. that's the, the yeah. prevailing theory. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Lost Colony of Rona. Okay. Great story. Okay. Wonderful mystery. Gives me the gives me the willies, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's why mm. I like it. Yeah. Well, to close this quiz and also to put us in a grand and thankful mood, may I read just a couple of verses from 
the appointed epistle for the day from Philippians chapter four. That's what may I was going to guess. May <laughs> yes. I? Philippians chapter four. Yeah, that was a, that would have been a good yeah. guess. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Ladies, we want to know how well you did on the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're using any of these trivia questions in your uh, what may or may not be awkward conversations on Thanksgiving Day, you're welcome for the random bits of trivia. It'll be super fun. I will include links to some of these things in the show notes so you can look them up and print them out and have them under the table. Yes. And I looked, this podcast is dropping two weeks before Thanksgiving, so you have plenty of time to study oh, up. great. Memorize your facts. <laughs> get them all straight. <laughs> but anyway, join us in our Facebook group, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge on Facebook. And follow us on our Instagram page at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. We'll be, I don't know, we might share some of these throughout the week too, just for funsies. You can also get the Lutheran Ladies Lounge in your inbox if you're not on social or if you just like getting email from us. That's cool too. You can send us an email at Lutheran Ladies Lounge. No. Nope. Nope. You can email lutheranladies at kfuo.org to get signed up for that e-newsletter, or you can find out how to do that in the show notes for this episode. You can find all of our podcasts at kfuo.org slash lutheranladieslounge, or on your favorite podcasting app, or on the KFUO radio app. You're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm definitely breaking up the awkward silence by saying, (laughs) hey, let me tell you about Brown Friday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes and I, I was hungry but suddenly I'm not hungry anymore <laughs> thanks <for you>. sorry <laughs> <laughs>